Hello and welcome to the No Holes Barred Witchcraft Podcast. Have you broken any oaths lately, Chris, that you're aware of? Depends what you mean by lately, I guess. Within the past, I don't know, several thousand years? Oh, that probably in those few years, yes. Okay. What about in the last 1,000 years? I was up preoccupied for that time. What about in the last 100 years? I don't think so. I, I'm very careful in this lifetime not to make any. But, Chris, how can you be sure? Because there are a lot of people that ask about, you know, being initiated and oath-bound secrets and stuff that they just they just don't aware. They're not aware that they have. So they're so important for them to light a candle and do shadow work, or at least post about doing it. Do you not have I'm... lots of baggage that you need to address because you're oath-bound for whatever reason, and, and you're obviously not fulfilling your end of some sort of contract you're unaware of? But that's the problem, though, isn't it? I'm I am aware of mine. <laughs> right. Okay. So, no oathbound secrets have been revealed. Have you ever done that edging thing where you get close to it? <laughs> I certainly remember the other day watching you squirm a little bit when we were talking to the map maker. <laughs> But that was less about worried that I was going to break my oaths and that I was going to cause trouble for hers. So you were going to be worried about <laughs> not breaking your oaths, but breaking someone else's oaths. Yeah, that okay. that happens a lot. Oh, so you are basically a home wrecker then. <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> okay, oath breaking. So if one breaks an oath, as something that they swear by to do or whatever now there can be repercussions but are there always repercussions and are those repercussions if there are are they mundane repercussions or magical repercussions of course the answer to that is all of the above some of the above or none of the above maybe none of the above you know so really we need to grill down to a very specific topic within this so shall we exclude the bs i've joined a little neo wigan coven and they've divulged my their secrets and got me to copy out their little book of shadows and i've leaked it on the internet oh a lot of mundanes hate me sorry mundanes i shouldn't say mundanes a lot of neo wiggins i know it's the same thing <laughs> a lot of neo wiggins hate me um so we'll ignore the the mundane oath breaking violation of contracts and i suppose we can stick with the magical so betrayal of an oath which i would distinguish as slightly different from a contract because contracts yes. not have clauses and such that can be you know um whereas oaths oaths are a little bit more you are tying that i believe to your character a lot of the time contracts more so there are repercussions for breaking a contract whereas oaths for me seem like 
you deduct points from your character reference. <laughs> but that's my yeah. personal look at it. It might not be 100% accurate, but it's my take on it, trying to distinguish between the two of them. I don't know what you think, though. No, I think that's quite a nice distinction, to be honest. Because ultimately, when it comes to a contract, its validity is always mm. who's who's co-signing. Uh, you know, who's the person that is going to be the law enforcer if um, said contract is broken? You know, there is a a meeting of <laughs> a meeting of arrangements that says this will happen if this doesn't happen by this time. X you know or i've offered this so so many years of this oaths are very different in the sense that you are yes like you say it's about honor i suppose or strength of character um and what what the damage that can be done there i think is a lot further and a lot more complicated um, when you go against something that you are programmed in terms of principle, I suppose it's you know you are, you have the potential of doing damage damage to your actual soul. I guess is the the risky part there because that's very much a soul contract in my opinion. But then maybe that's a bit but it is a potentially a contract contract isn't it so it's a very much a case mm -hmm. of kind of tying it to yourself and mm -hmm. i think that um for me if someone breaks a contract i see that as that kind of uh, mercurial naughty naughty found a loophole getting away with it right whereas when i see someone break an oath that is a showing a, something of their character right so for me contracts are normally trying to force someone or something to stick to a deal oaths yeah. for me are very much a case of you're swearing on your character that you will do this thing or not do this thing or what you know whatever it is i swear an oath but blah 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 um, which is that you aren't necessarily putting anything up as collateral. Um, they aren't necessarily almost like a, what they'd call a gentleman's agreement to a certain extent. But it's very, very serious. Wherein if you break that oath, that is your character gone. You know, it is uh, like a virginity. When it's gone, it's gone. If you violate an oath, to me, it feels like that's it. You've, you've put your character as collateral against this and yeah. you've gone against it therefore you have no character anymore no honor i suppose would be a better way to put it um but i know that that's not always the case because people will break their oaths hattori hanzo swore an oath never to make another sword and yet he made one didn't he for beatrix kiddo to go and kill bill in the famous uh, film kill bill in kill bill volume two um, you know, breaking an oath sometimes potentially might be the right thing to do because it depends if you're the same person as you are when you made that oath. So it's all a very, very big kind of grey area. So 
oaths that people might be aware of because it's not really i don't think something that enters into our language nowadays we wouldn't say i swear and no. what what you do here is i swear on my mother's life or i swear on my kids lives and stuff like that which you can you can answer me this one i don't really understand what that means i know people say it but i don't really get it so does that mean that if they swear on their kids lives if they violate that I'm supposed to kill their kids or how does it work? What is that? Is that a magical kind of contract thing or what? I don't get it. Please explain. My, in my experience of that, because I, I have family members who love to make that and it really offends me oh. is the, is I imagine at some point that was it, the <laughs> traditional collateral um believe it or not that's a phrase i've actually never researched to find out um but because i know i'm normally on point with those things but i actually don't know that i don't actually know the etymology of that one but the my assumption is that collateral has been as at some point in history must have been exactly that i swear on my firstborn um and that that's been kind of conflated over time um it i often find it offends me because it's supposed to be um trust me if surely i wouldn't um i wouldn't lie um at that kind of risk but the thing is it becomes one of those flippant things that everybody's so used to saying now um that there is no there is no bond to it but really, I feel like actually, if we went round and killed a few kids, maybe people might stop using it and take it a bit more seriously. But I don't know. We'll see. So there's a couple of things, because I'd like to explore this a little bit and then maybe go into some of the deeper gossip and such on the Patreon, uh, the extended edition of this here podcast. So let's take this. If you swear on your kid's life, there's nothing technically magical going to happen innately is there if you go back on your promise or whatever it is but in terms of magical um rights like that whole witcher thing i watched this witcher thing on netflix i think it is or amazon prime and there is this kind of rule of surprise and such where they're allowed to steal your firstborn or something i don't, I don't really know how it works but it struck me as quite an interesting you know concept so if someone did make that deal, would I ethically be able to just do a killing spell on their family or whatever it is they've sworn on? And that's ethically fine by your standards. Because they probably didn't mean for me to do that, but you obviously feel that the, there's something behind it all, you know? So would I be in my right to go and do that? Or is that still a no-no? Should I be thinking, well, actually, they don't mean anything? So should I be trying to enforce something here or should I not be enforcing something here? Because with a contract, of course, it's easy because there's clauses that would normally be set by myself and other things. But with this kind of oath, kind of almost, it's an almost oath, I suppose, like a promise. Um, I'm not sure where I stand with it like i say it's one of those things where it's a 
I don't know. It feels like um, when kind of colloquial comments are made, like, trust me, like, you know, that's making some kind of blood oath um, or invoking mm. <laughs> invoking your family's name seems like a really strange thing to do in this day and age. Um so I don't know. I suppose um, honor is a strange concept now. Well, it's um, not. It's not really a concept. Code, code of chivalry is long dead. Yeah. There are still pockets in the Western world where honor is still a thing. You know, I know people that are very big on honor and stuff like that. But it's normally part of minimum whatever. thieves. Well. I, to an extent i think that's kind of going there's kind of gangster honor and stuff like that there's kind of code of practice and stuff if you look at the mafia and stuff like that but also i'm thinking uh honor codes within um the military and stuff like that you know that kind of thing is still there but the general everyday public i don't think probably don't conduct themselves very honorably but would never think that i think that they wouldn't use the term honour because honour is kind of dead. <laughs> it's the society that we live in nowadays. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It's a very strange thing that, you know, continues on. But um, so an oath, to make an oath, is supposed to be super serious, isn't it? But... At the same time, like I kind of alluded to, people change over time. And also, <laughs> people kind of grow. And you could end up making an oath to do something or be something or whatever it is. And then really genuinely want to go back on it for the greater good. And you kind of think that, what's the point? Because it is a possibility for you to go back on it. But is the oath truly for another person? Like when you say, I promise, bloody, bloody, blah, I'm supposed to invoke a certain amount of confidence in the other person. Or is the oath really kind of like, to a certain extent, initiation process? Is it for the person that's swearing the oath? Is it how much true, how much you feel that oath in your heart? as opposed to actually what the words mean or being held accountable. Maybe. Yeah, I think I think that's where it kind of goes back to what you're saying about, you know, outgrowing oaths. Mm. Um where something has changed in you um to the point that 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 concept doesn't matter anymore. So, you know, if you'd I, like like with your Kill Bill reference, mm. the the whole point of that was I don't agree in making um, items of death anymore. Yeah. Whereas what that comes down to in that moment is her um, quest, for example, is such a just one that he mm. feels that it outranks his own oath and therefore um you know reneges on an oath that he's made but that's because the <laughs> the task was true so you know 
and it's that kind of at that point is well when i made this oath it was for a specific reason you've just changed the reason and therefore negates my need for said oath doesn't make it any less of a you know groundbreaking decision for that person to break their oath um but it's kind of that um it's not a loophole in the same way that you would talk about when you go with um when you talk about contracts and mm. we consider it the contract aspect of it because that's a loophole that is a space that negates and a hole in the agreement um that has allowed you to get yourself out of it whereas with oath breaking you know the risk that you are doing to break that oath does that make sense yeah um if i swear to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth and put my hand on the bible or something you know that carries if it's a court of law which is where you get that kind of thing that would carry a legal um you know there would be things filed against me if it was proof of that i was lying yeah. right but that still is technically an oath it's not a contract no contracts are very different because of course there is a contract well put together and normally it's put together for a security and to make sure something happens exactly as it's supposed to Oaths seem a lot more loose, like a noose, but then yeah. can be tightened as need be. So the idea of when it comes to initiations and stuff that you swear an oath never to reveal certain secrets and, and that kind of thing, um, that means, well, we don't know currently what secrets there will be. And I'm asking you, you don't get to read the terms of the contract. Yeah. You know, that's the difference. With a contract, you're supposed to know up front, where the oath generally as well i want you to promise something like when people say um uh promise not to judge me or you know <laughs> that kind of thing promise you won't get upset you know all of that sort of yeah. stuff it's like trying to put something there to stop something in the future like a prenup you know <laughs> does well, a prenup mean anything well no not really not in a court of law does an oath mean anything well if you attach things potentially to it or there are consequences maybe but innately i would say no not unless it does to you or other people and another person is going to judge you if you break an oath but they need to know you've broke that oath in the first place but that's i think where it gets complicated with oaths because oaths are tied to a morality mm. and an ethics code or Where a very simple agreement, a very simple I swear I will not do this. I solemnly swear I am up to no good. Is that an oath? I don't know if that's an oath. It doesn't sound like an oath, but then it kind of almost does. Well, it is. It says that actually <laughs> I shouldn't be using it in that moment. It shouldn't be using magic unless you're doing something devious. Um, and in that, that point, it's a case of going, actually, that's a lock on a door. And that door means I shouldn't have access to this information. So I'm automatically up to no good because I'm spying. Mm. Um, so there's, again, it's a, it's a morality thing. Because when you swear, when you put a hand on a Bible and you're swearing, in that sense, it's only oath bound on the basis that that culture 
has accepted a religious yeah the all-seeing um, eyes of yahweh it's like well we know. might know but god will be your judge if you'd like so to that, judge in that point it is a, that is entirely about morality there's no mm -hmm. legal ramification except for the fact to perjure oneself is to say i made a contract mm. in that moment and i've broken that co that code of conduct but equally you know how difficult truth is to be um <laughs> is to be proven in any way shape or form yeah because truth is such a uh, woolly word mm. uh, and people try and get round of it by fact and that's another one who winds me up not to go off on too much of a tangent but a fact is a commonly accepted truth um so you know just kind of like how those two seem to negate one another don't you think mm. um well how do i prove it's true and if it's commonly accepted as true does that actually make it a fact i don't think it does it just means that everyone's a moron apart from me like do you know what i mean like just because we haven't proven something else is more factual so yes i hate truth i hate fact i hate all this crap i prefer the old method eye for an eye that was a good one it worked <laughs> yes that's probably why you didn't necessarily stick to archaeology then because that is people basically lying <laughs> constantly <laughs> <laughs> presenting something as fact <laughs> um, which really all it is is a hypothesis because yeah. there's no real way to prove it's what it. i i always used to say an educated guess yeah yeah and i think that there is a difference don't get me wrong there's a difference between a guess and an educated guess yeah but an educated guess know. still sounds <laughs> dodgy if if you went to your doctor and he said, what the, what the hell is this rash? And they'd say, um, it's more than likely this. You could have some kind of, you know, you could have some kind of more than likely that. Okay, so it means that it could be a number of these things. They're all similar. Oh, you've got a, a an infection. It's fine. We prescribe the same crap for all of that. If someone but says, ultimately... I don't know. I suppose it could be, I don't know, let's open a random page, pick that, oh, look, you're pregnant, like Dr. <laughs> Google, right? And uh, But then there's also, there's the kind of, I'm honestly going to say I'm not entirely sure, but my best guess would be this, based on yeah. this education, based on what I've seen, you know, presenting. Yeah, but technically both of those are an edu educated guess. Mm -hmm. Both of those are an educated guess. You trust like you do with the priest or like you do with the lawyer you're going on their information that they have and their experience and we as a culture trust them based on the assumption that they know what they're talking about you can't trust lawyers their whole job okay. revolves around basically trying to get a way of manipulating truth <laughs> no but the the in that instance it's how much do i pay to make sure I'm not screwed over. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's how a lawyer works. Particularly in America, I'm told it's just a case of how much you can afford. Depends on how yeah. much time or not time you do or don't do. Yeah. Um, interesting concept. Um, the law and justice and such. Do you think justice and truth would be good friends? 
Not in my experience. No. <laughs> Explain your thought process why justice and truth wouldn't be good friends. Well, justice is tied by morality. Yeah. Truth should be neutral. Truth should not. be neutral is just saying how it is, right? Yeah. But justice, in order to be truly just, needs truth. Hmm. And that generally doesn't happen. So a lot of the time when people do these magical spells and stuff like that i i love the legal i've got involved with quite a lot of legal magical legal cases and such in the past with clients and stuff and a lot of people go for justice they say i want justice and i say whose justice do you want <laughs> no i want to evoke the greater power that is justice and i'm like yes which one of them do you want because like yeah. a high court justice, you know, or a high court judge, you know, Supreme Court justice, I think they have over in the US, don't they? Or a high court judge or something over here. Each of them are slightly different. They're individuals at the end of the day. And yes, they still have a code in which to go by, but still there's a little bit of leeway to a certain extent. Um, and with justice and things like that, very often, if people are willing to have truth, first then that you know that sheds the light on the whole situation which is not often not what people actually want they want to win don't they no like and you <laughs> you've got to factor in that what do you consider to be ultimately just because actually if the if morality gets mixed into that and you go for kind of religious justice that's a whole different kettle of fish altogether because then that is governed by who decides what is morally right or wrong. Um, you know, it gets somewhat less messier in a secular system, mm. but it's just a different set of biases. Um, you know, this is when it kind of, which is why it gets tricky with things like abortion uh, and things like that get so tricky. Um, because once you start to mix morality into it and ethics, it's based on well, whose ethics are you basing this on? Because to most gods, none of us, none of us matter. So let's, you know, obviously you can't speak for myself because I'm very, very important. But you know, at the end of the day, you're depending on which court you're testing everybody by. Um, but this is part of the problem when it comes when you start to talk about right and wrong is it's well it's right and wrong by whose whose set of rules whose set of ethics and you are assuming that the same set of ethics applies to deities or to titans mm. or to the universe you know at the end of the day why would why would the earth ever side with us the, the virus that is humanity um, because it doesn't play by the rules as everybody else in the animal kingdom so why should it care what we do because people think that if they tie enough plastic ribbons around the tree <laughs> they'll win <laughs> the favor yes 
but that's the other part isn't it it's down to favor you know mm. a, a lot a lot of what um you know modern practice is which is the you know the crux of a lot of it is that it's a bribery situation yeah we're not talking about who deserves what we're talking about who can bribe the most who's who's got the the best mates um in whatever battle that we you're fighting at that point um which is ultimately how probably a lot of justice systems work let's face it um because there is always a consequence you know i keep hearing um i don't know if it's on the radio or if it might be spotify maybe um where i keep getting these adverts to become a magistrate oh okay you don't you don't need to have any legal experience you just have to have a good a good idea of what is character fair. you need to be a pillar of the local community like yeah. me what is what is fair and have empathy and the example they always give is this person was trying to break in somewhere the person who owned that space got injured it was his first offense and he is the breadwinner at home that the income of his earning is is based upon and that's the example they give in the advert i'd send katie price to prison i don't know about you but i would right that is it for this first section of the no holds bar witchcraft podcast if you want to hear the full episode today you need to get yourself on the thoth witchcraft patreon right then there's that favorite film of yours or one of your favorite films the craft right and yes. in the craft i've got it up on the little computer bob and it says there's this certain coven ritual. I'm sure you know the one. It's got an athame, athame, little dagger-like, probably not sharpened because they're supposed to be Wiccan, right? In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they did a remake and it was actually a paper. Well, Do you want me to quote it? Because I don't have it in front of me. So it is... Would you like me to give you the quote? Yeah, give me the quote. Can you remember it? And I'll tell yeah, you if so it's right. I would rather rush upon this blade than enter this circle with fear nope. in my heart. No. Nope. No, it is. No. Nope. It is. I'm on the official craftfandom.com wiki, spells and rituals. Yeah. It is better that you should rush upon. No, because that's the offer. Enter the circle with fear in your heart. How do you enter? with perfect love and perfect trust they're supposed to say oh yeah is that an oath? i forget i forget that it's a it's a recourse one isn't it mm. it's one of these question answer yeah, boxes. it's a question answer so what Sorry. would that be would that be an oath because you're not necessarily swearing something but then also you kind of are but when it reads yeah. it, like it always, when I look back i actually had to look this up to see what the words were but when it sounded like it sounded almost like a frat it's like, yeah, basically, if you don't come in here with yeah. perfect love and perfect trust, you're going to get stabbed, you know, basically. Yeah. Which, which, reading, is the same, reading which is the it, same. Reading it, it says, of... it is better that you, which kind of means, well, we're not actually going to punish you, just saying that, you know, 
better that you died basically than did that thing that you did yeah i don't know it would cost it's it's the question of whether or not you would consider that more likely to be a contract than an oath i'd see it as a threat personally no but let's face it the same is what the same is true of what we said to begin with mm. which was um you know i uh, swear on my mother's grave essentially or i swear on my children's lives it's it's a suggestion to you that actually well i wouldn't want to do that because um i wouldn't want harm i wouldn't want to harm my children but actually what they're actually saying is don't you believe me um because right. you could hate your kids and not give a shit I should start swearing on certain people's lives. I think I should do that. Um, okay. Let's face it, if I wanted them dead, they'd be dead. Um, I clearly don't want it enough. So in your opinion, if someone swears an oath, but they don't actually mean it because they're using the magical universal Oh symbol. yeah, cross keys. <laughs> cross keys, crossing your fingers behind your back. Um, does that mean if you're a magical lawyer, does that mean that they, you know, because they didn't mean the oath in the first place, that they never really swore an oath? Can I just add one in there? Because yeah. we use that phrase, cross keys, mm. which I never I never say these days, but um, that it doesn't, don't you find it interesting that the palpal symbol of Le Pope <laughs> what, is I, a pair... A yeah. pair of cross keys. You kind of like honest. You're all going to heaven, honest. Oh right, okay. I didn't read it like that, but yeah. I mean, I kind of read it as you know, kind of like oh, if you get sworn in as president of the United States, or you know, you go to the Queen to be prime minister, and she says, "Yes, you can be the prime minister," even though you just won a vote, and it's purely formal, of course. Um, that is kind of like okay now i go and get the secret to the briefing you know from all of the people that know about the ufos and shit in it they always say oh um, as in you, you take stuff. it as and, a and then you you are obliged to keep it all under wraps so i'm presuming okay. that you know when the pope does become the pope and he gets to go in that the restricted section in the restricted section that is the vatican archive and there's that big book there, next to the big book about all of the witchcraft stuff that no one knows about. Next to that book, there's another book. And that book is all about all of the paedophiles that are in the church that we all keep hush-hush, right? That they all keep hush-hush. <laughs> the book, The Register. <laughs> <laughs> like a sex offender's register, but one never published. <laughs> Oh, okay. When I'm you presuming said that's book. what the cross keys are. It's like, <laughs> oh, hush it all up, hush it all up, because they're very much when you get a certain to a certain level, is very hush hush. On the ground level, lower levels, is either people that are obsessed with power and want to be the big head honcho in their local community and have all of these old biddies and that hang on their every word on a church and Sunday, you know, or they're basically kind of like, mm, you know, I really want to be a you know, person of the people. I'm basically a hippie that wants to preach love, but I 
you know, need the solid paycheck that comes from this, you know, the funky, cool urban pastor types. Or when it goes a little bit higher up, that's just induction and secrets and basically things that you wish you never knew. You get closer and closer. Uh, they would say closer and closer to the devil, but I'd say probably further and further away from God, the further up the church you go, because it pushes you to agree to things and to keep things hidden that you know you shouldn't. Mm, interesting. Mm. Um, so would you ever make an oath? Would you ever swear an oath? Would you swear your allegiance to the flag of the United States of America? Or something like that. Certainly Don't they make them Certainly do that at school or something? I swear that's. All. I know it's on television, and I do base on much of what I see on America from what I see on television. Um, they do it. They obviously have to do it when they become citizens, don't they? Because it's part of I getting think Americans. Card. When you're born in America, you're automatically a citizen, Chris. Is mm -hmm. the people that come over on the boats or hop across the or, or crime Mr. Trump, you know, they climb over the wall, presumably, you know, that they're like now, when in reality they just get a day class and refuse to leave. Kind of like at Alton Towers, when kids say, when it's time to go home, I'm just going to hide in the hedges and then I'll stay there forever and ever and ever. It's like, I don't think that's how it works. You're getting on the coach with the rest of the kids. We've got to go back to school for six o'clock. Your parents are picking you up. So stop pissing ass in the boat. For people that don't know what Alton Towers is, it's the theme park in the UK. Theme park? You know, like Disneyland, but shitter. <laughs> <laughs> I've completely lost, lost the plot. Sorry, I, I asked you a direct question, which was, okay. would you oh, ever would make swear an oath? an oath? Would you ever make an oath? And under yeah. what circumstances would you? even consider it um i i to be fair i used to consider um getting a job in military intelligence years ago and i'd have swore i'd have had to have sworn a co an oath to queen and country would you have would you have been doing that with crossed fingers either physically no, or i think i would have i take my job very seriously even if i was a if, even if i was a bin man or a um, yeah, but at the same time, it depends on what your job is. Because what if your job is is against the people that you're working for? So, for example, if you worked in oversight or internal affairs or something like that, it's kind of like, well, yeah, you know, there's loyalty to the job, but then there's loyalty to the overall organisation and such. I don't know, because to me, there is a certain amount that loyalty to the organization is in the best interest of or should be in the best interest of anybody in that organization so surely oh but the that's often not the case though is it <laughs> so, scandals and stuff get covered up because of the bad publicity and such so they can get covered up but that doesn't mean they're not dealt with mm. Well, sometimes they are, sometimes they're not, like the BBC. Yes, yes. But I would never swear an oath to them. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure that there is blood rituals and stuff like that that you <laughs> to undergo. 
<laughs> to become BBC Director General. Whereas, Ross you know, Keith I, I am Again, a massive to do with paedophiles as well. There's a theme. I'm, I'm a massive royalist. So you, you are. Know, you are. I don't what, have you get, what, why? Why is that? Is that because what, you've got one too queen many respects another of working directly for the monarchy or being supported by the monarchy or something like that is that is it no. past life baggage chris what what is one, that one queen re represents and supports another it's very simple <laughs> <laughs> right but does she recognize you she would she would would she she or would Liz? know my power <laughs> she would tremble and recognize my power well, that might just be the arthritic knees. <laughs> <laughs> we both went to the same uh, lizard people rallies. It's fine. <laughs> Was that for the lizard people or against the lizard people? Against the lizard people. That's oh, why against... I hate people calling Liz a lizard. Okay. What about what about if uh, a certain other person was to take the throne? Charles, for example, would you swear your allegiance to the king? No. No? Oh, so it's not no. the monarchy then. It's individuals. No, it's but if he was truly worthy of that crown, he'd give it up because he would recognise his own fails, failures and illegitimacy. <laughs> I feel a witch war is coming and a brewing up. <laughs> well, this is why I got so offended when you put, when you put our Liz on, on the list. You shouldn't have put I did Alice not put her on the list. There is no list. I included her in the title sequence. That's but no one name. picked her. No one actually picked her. At least I'm presuming they didn't pick her. Maybe they were about to type it in and send it and they mysteriously got struck by lightning or something. Probably. Who knows? One queen yes. protects another. It could have been what Betty White was going to submit. <laughs> I don't know. It's my only it's my only objection to chess. Because why should a queen ever have to have to sacrifice herself for a king? Well, I mean, there is a whole thing about the history of chess and all that sort of thing, and that's kind of not exactly a very traditional, from what I remember, a traditional no. chess pieces. But it was a reflection of the time. The queen was the most powerful um, thing on the board, essentially, but also yeah. a doer. The king, there's too much at stake for the king to die. So the king has to be protected, which means he can't leave his castle, you know, which means that who's the closest that can deal with stuff while second in command, isn't it? Which would be the queen. Yes, Liam, but that's the bit I have problem with. On a traditional chessboard. But as we Second all know, there's command. been queen, there's been female popes, and there's been female pharaohs and such. So, you know, when it comes to the power and stuff like that, you're talking generic. You know, it's very generic, this whole, you know, mass-produced chessboards thing. Generally, there's normally more kings than there are queens at the top of the castle so that's why they do it i think i wouldn't read too much into it if i'm honest you know although how it. many queen queens have there been 
you know, like your type of queen, I mean. <laughs> a fabulous sort of queen. <laughs> you pretend to be fabulous every now and again. I I don't know if I'd say I'm fabulous. I'd say I'm awesome. Okay. And awesome is very similar to wholesome, and I do believe that I'm a wholesome individual. Really? Yeah, I think so. What's well, not to if like? If he it. only had a heart. I'm exactly. I mean, that is what makes me wholesome, isn't it? I'm not swayed by this emotional stuff. <laughs> right. Anyway, so we need to go into because we've got about fifteen minutes left. We need to go into oathbound break any kind of things so there's this whole contentious thing actually about like all of the Wiccans and it does come from pretty much the Wiccans about this whole idea of um, betraying one's coven and, and like they'd call you a warlock and one shouldn't use the term warlock and all that sort of stuff which the Wiccans seem to like chucking out every now and then and I've always found that very very strange but then it tends to only be the Americans I've noticed because I think warlock mm -hmm. in a over there, but then that's probably due to the imported wickedness. Um, oath breaking, betraying the oath to a coven, so dobbing them in to the Inquisition or the Witchfinder General or something like that, you know, you're betraying your coven. Does that mean, though, dobbing them in so that they will get hanged or something, or does that mean going against? So if I was to vote against my coven or actively work against my coven or go to the extent of, well, if you're not with us, you're against us. So trying to remove yourself and say, I'll sit this ritual out, guys. I don't approve of this. Would that be considered betraying the oath that you took? I think from a new age concept. Us people don't have yes. to deal with this because we as all solitary people mainly. So we haven't got to deal with this kind of stuff. But I would be very interested to to think about what goes through the minds of people when they take an oath to join a coven and such. Um, whether that's anything that anyone has ever actually thought of. Like, what do they think when they swear an oath to, job to be, you know, initiated into a coven and be loyal to that coven and stuff? A lot of people, I think, oh, well, I'm not supposed to reveal secrets, but actually, does it go further than that? Because, again, without a contract, you don't know, do you? No. And there's that, there is that aspect of, like you say, what have you, what do you believe you've agreed to? Mm. You know, when it comes to, you know, oath, oath breaking, we're talking about um, your understanding in that moment in that time mm. so if somebody makes that oath at the point where they don't know anything <laughs> um is that oath still valid when they're a third degree wiccan um <laughs> mm. or if you inherited a tradition say if you say i'm not allowed to reveal the secrets of this tradition but then you inherited it and you're like the high highest head honcho in whatever tradition that is and you get to make the rules up can you change it you know and would that then be a violation of that oath or would it not because you make the rules now but then at the same time if you've said the words what words did you say if you said i swear i'll never reveal secrets 
technically, I suppose, with the word, and you'd say, well, you can't ever reveal secrets. But at the same time, if you swear your allegiance, then that's a little different. Mm. Um, but no, it's a fixed point that you're making. It's like um, uh, the futures market, basically, going by and making a deal now and hoping that it works out well for you in the future. So, yeah. you know, it's a lot like that because you don't necessarily know with contracts, you always know, which is why I don't tend to implore oaths. I don't think I've ever had anyone make an oath to me, See, certainly not in this lifetime. Um, and I say that gets, a, that that gets a little trickier for me to talk about if we're not talking about this lifetime. Yeah. Um, but no, okay, so you did, I can't remember, sorry, if you actually answered the question or whether we just started chat-chatting, but would you ever make an oath, sorry? Was it a yes or a no? The answer, the answer was there are certain ones, like for right. Queen and Country, oh, I yes, still okay. do have a, a certain amount of allegiance to it. Um, but ultimately, it's a hierarchy of allegiances, isn't it? Mm. So one, one oath can often outshine another oath. Oh, no, no, Chris. That's no. interesting, yeah. So some, you know, some people consider, you know, life to be sacred. So we'll always um, do whatever is necessary to maintain life. But there are moments when um, maintaining the life is actually hurting the existing person at which point is maintaining that oath if we you know doc let's face it doctors don't actually take the hippocratic oath it is a it's a code of ethics mm. um you know you never actually have to swear uh, against i did when i was a herbalist oath. i did my herbalist diploma they actually made me do it yeah but that's esoteric bollocks isn't it? i'm talking is. about real doctors <laughs> Not root doctors. <laughs> I'm talking about real doctors. Um, Not doctors the hula bula gula who keeps commenting saying, "Well, I presume it's doctors the hula bula gula." I don't know because it's a person claiming to be a customer of doctors the hula bula gula saying how they're brilliant at their spellcasting and they can fix everything, and that they fixed a really big problem in my life. Blah 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 blah. So contact doctors the hula bula gula today. I suspect, Chris, that it was not, in fact, a customer. I believe it was not even Dr. Zahulagalulagabula. I believe it was the person or people behind the fake facade scam oh, that is Dr. Zahulagalulagabula. Yes, Chris. Some days I want to get you checked for ADHD. Um there is, <laughs> there is that kind of point of going, you know, it's appropriate to the level that it's appropriate. You know, ultimately, I trust the doctor because he went and learned how to cut up bodies. Yeah. Um, so I'm trust I'm trusting that. Whereas I'm not going to ask a herbalist to amputate my leg. Um, however, if hey, I was you interested get a in, surgeon for that. You know, um, 
whereas actually when you're talking about messing with the astral body we are far more qualified um yeah. than than someone that's got a a degree in medicine so i was going to say something but i've forgotten what it was so i'm gonna to have to make something know. up now um oh, okay going along the lines of what we're, we were talking about if i swear an oath that i will keep the secrets of a certain mysterious secret tradition and then i swear an oath to say i will tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth not knowing that i'm gonna be asked questions that would violate the other oath which oath stands and who decides Ooh because i went in with perfect love and perfect trust i didn't think that this court case was going to involve me shedding light on the secret society and all of their secrets and all that bullshit um but now i've also sworn another oath to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth but they're asking me questions about the magical rectors that i swore an oath not to say so should i just kill myself now what how does this work but this, this is where the beauty lies in the word truth. So I should because tell me, a truth. Because me and you can say, well, actually, the truth is magic doesn't exist. It's all for educational purposes, <laughs> entertainment, entertainment purposes. So therefore, um, anything that I talk about in terms of witchcraft is, isn't, isn't possible, therefore because at that point you're talking about truth which is commonly accepted fact <laughs> so, when so you, be, you can apply loopholes there so what you're saying is up to the person to decide yes. but does it have to be a decision that both their mind and their heart agree to because it seems to me that an oath is something that you swear by your heart and your mind so you agree to yeah. it because you understand it so logically it makes sense but also in the heart it feels like yes i am going to do this i definitely will um swear on chris's life type thing um and then yeah but it, which one liam one of the dead ones <laughs> one of the dead ones exactly. but they don't know that because i've tripped them really? you think they make presumptions see this is where you were still telling the truth you're just not telling the truth that they were expecting you to tell. I see. I see. So many are loopholes with oaths, not so much with contracts. So, yeah, basically, if you are oath-banged, this is where we get to the good stuff. If you are oath-banged, we can help you break said oaths quite easily without any magical repercussions. So, basically, oaths are very much bullshit and by bullshit this is coming from a robot which basically means that an oath comes from the heart not the mind ultimately so in as your he heart doesn't have one his opinion yeah. is invalid um and yes i did totally just call him an invalid <laughs> that's not very nice because <laughs> you are invalid um it's it's a tricky one because yes oaths are not as big a problem i think as people like to think 
depending on the level at which they were made. Let's be honest, Liam. Yeah, but is you judge yourself by breaking an oath. Other people judge you if they know you've broken an oath or suspect that you've broken an oath. And then a spirits and that will judge things based on their level of sight and such like. But then at the end of the day, you can work with various different spirits. I mean, some spirits care, some spirits don't care if you violated some sacred oath or this, that and the other. So ultimately, it doesn't matter because this is the big bad real world now where this bullshit oath that you swore don't mean fuck all, realistically speaking. And there we go. That's it for this edition of the No Holds Barred Witchcraft podcast. Would you like to say anything in the last kind of four or five minutes, Chris? I was going to say, there's four or five minutes, and here's you closing up. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky one. Obviously, we're talking about kind of trying to define what oaths are, and hopefully through this kind of, you know, it's not a ramblings, but it almost felt like one. Um, a meeting of minds, a moot, shall we say, um, <laughs> where we talked and kind of discussed about the ideas of oaths and the, you know, the trickiness of them. And and I think ultimately, like you say, it comes down to has that oath been outgrown? Because people get all ex all wrapped up in in what what's what but like a contract who is going to uphold that and like you said with a with an oath it's you upholding it it's your honor your um collective self that's got to be, make judgment on that um you know which is where that kind of morality part slips away for us because really on what level does it matter obviously those that are still profoundly affected by one um, just need to understand it and in understanding it is often why it's so easy to break is because the second you realize this is outdated and i'm the one holding myself to it it suddenly becomes oh okay we're now talking about semantics um Whereas, you know, if you're worried about a contract you made in this lifetime to a certain Yahweh or whatever, um, the question is whether or not you feel that it is a contract or an oath. If it's an oath, then it's you upholding it. Um, if you feel it's actually a contract and not an oath, you need to start looking at your loopholes. Which basically means if there's going to be repercussions, you better get on the ball and sort that out. If it was just a promise, like a pinky promise, to get married hey. to a girlfriend that you had at five, six years old. Nothing is, is as, quite as sacred as the pinky promise, Liam. The pinky promise. Ultimately sacred. Well, what if you did a pinky promise with your right hand and then you add your hand your left hand behind the back with your fingers crossed which one is this like you know then you, paper, then you have paper, betrayed scissors? you have betrayed the sanctity that is the pinky promise liam do you see i see it as which came first if i put the creaser we would to call them creasers 
Cross your fingers first before you make the pinky, prom pinky promise and keep them crossed whilst you're making it. I see that as the real oath that you're making. <laughs> mm. And I see the other one is just fake. But at the same time, if I think I do in the pinky promise and I think, oh shit, I should really have not done this. I think, well, you've already made your bed, you're trying your best to get out of it. But ultimately, who cares? All we care about is repercussions, don't we? In this Western we world, do. we don't care about doing right or wrong. We care about getting caught for doing right or wrong things. Because we fear repercussions. Mm. repercussions. Did I do anything wrong if nobody know, know nothing about it? Well, they say if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? To which the... Because of sound travelling and all that shit. But I mean, the New Agers would say, no, there's no one around to hear it. <laughs> to which I was, uh, I thought you was a New Ager. Don't you hug trees and think they're all alive or something? Are you saying a tree isn't alive? Are you saying a tree isn't alive? I mean, how stupid is that? You think a tree's not alive. It's not alive. What is it then? Yeah, but don't have ears. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Do you think when a tree falls in the forest and there's a new age around, they'll rush over with a first aid kit? Because they'll think it's like killed over and want to help it. Or do you probably. think that they would just not do that? Do you think they'd, they'd do it to a person? Do you think they'd, they'd do it through a, a Trump supporter? <laughs> with one of those hats? Do you think they'd rush over to a Trump supporter and give them like CPR or whatever with the first aid kit? No, I don't think they would. But at the same time, maybe they would. Who knows? I don't know. There are many great conundrums in life, and that is but merely one. So that is officially, that is it for this episode of the No Holds Bar Witchcraft Podcast. I do hope that you had a lovely time listening. And I know you didn't learn anything, but we've probably passed a little bit of your time here on earth um given that time is the most precious i suppose you'll really not be thanking us for that because at the end of the day we have helped you use up in an unmeaningful way parts of your life that you're probably not going to get back parts of this life that you're probably not going to get back but then if you really think about it and you want some kind of takeaway from this, think about all of the times in your life that you've spent doing something pointless, whether it's driving to work, not enjoying itself, waiting for something, you know. Learning about How much percentage of the, your life is spent on doing nothing that you enjoy? I think it would be a lot. People don't realise how much taxes they pay. It's a lot more than just income tax, you know. And in terms of how much life they waste, it's a lot more than what they think it is. To which I'm you're objecting to you years, wasting my time now. 
Oh yeah, I am. I'm definitely. I'm hoping that they are getting the point and like are switching off right now. But then there'll be several of them that will be like, no, I I only listen till that till the end. I listen till the end. I'm a proper fan. I listen right till the end until Liam's little button mouth thing, which I don't know how the camera or sorry, not the camera, the microphone actually picks it up. But Liam's little clicky thing until I hear that. I fucking carry on listening. There could be silence. And I would fucking carry on listening, right? Because I'm a true, no holds barred witchcraft fan. And if you've listened to this point, let me sell you. I love you. How much that means from a sociopath, I'm not entirely sure. You be the judge. Good night, everyone.